0: Welcome to The Mindfulness Habit, the podcast where we talk business growth and personal growth. I'm your host, Kirsty O'Brien, and I help you cultivate the habits that grow you into the entrepreneur you want to be. So if you're ready to stop being a slave to the grind and create a business you love leading and a life you love living, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for jumping on. My name is Kirstie O'Brien, and I'm so grateful that you're join, joining me today for this 30-minute Lunch and Learn, which is all about reinvigorating a tired team. So I'll wait just a minute for you to jump on, for you to get settled, or perhaps you're um, catching this as the recording. And this is a free online workshop as part of New South Wales Small Business Month. If you haven't met me me before, my name is Kirsty O'Brien. I'm an executive coach with a mindfulness-based approach. I specialise in stress management and also helping small businesses cultivate healthy workplace cultures. So as we get started, I just want to Just take a moment for us to just get comfortable in our chair. We're going to let this morning go, no matter what it looked like. And I want you just to bring a racing mind just here. You may be enjoying your lunch or you're taking this in. I just want you to be comfortable and present. And you're always aware that there's noises around you. Your focus is here with me. We're just going to take three deep, steady breaths just to really help us to bring that wandering mind here and really help us to drop into our bodies.
1: And then I want you to make sure that your spine is nice and straight. Take a deep breath in through the nose, past the chest, into the belly and long exhale out through the mouth. Breathing in. Two more breaths like that. One more.
0: May notice any tightness that you might be holding in the body as you bring the breathing into a nice steady full cycle in and out. Feel your muscles relaxing.
1: Your mind is right here. So let go of what happened moments before, hours before. Just allow yourself to be really present with the body and with what you're here to learn today. I think it's important to start this type of session just with that presence, just as we really need to engage our leadership with that presence and
0: with. The pandemic, remote working, ordinary business stresses, anyway, but then enhanced about just wondering if our businesses are going to survive, how to keep our teams connected and in work, uncertainty, and of course, with remote working, blurred lines between work and home, and us wearing way too many hats, becoming perhaps business owners or leaders. Then on top of that, teachers, parents, lovers, friends, and in all of that, trying to also care for ourselves. And so is it any wonder that perhaps we're showing up leading our teams, a little bit overworked and underrested, and that our teams are showing up to work, feeling that same way? It's almost like at the moment there's a little bit of a collective heaviness a fatigue, a fog. And uncertainty can do that as well. You know, as uncertainty enhances stress and it also stops us from being able to regulate our emotions the same way we would. So this is why this is a really important opportunity for us as leaders to step back and breathe new life into our leadership, into our businesses and into our teams. Because we know when we are full of energy, we are unstoppable. And when our teams are energized, they are unstoppable. But when they are feeling fatigued and tired, it's just like the battery's drained. And this really stops your team and even you as the owner or the leader from being able to efficiently plan your day from you being resilient to everyday stresses, um, being able to eliminate distractions, and even the way you react to change. And we begin to go into autopilot when we're like that. And so how do we get out of autopilot, get our teams out of autopilot and energised again and present again? So in the next 20 minutes, I'm going to show you some ways that you can bring a new focus to your leadership and your team and help to get you all out of autopilot and into presence and get you really excited and energised about the work that you're doing again. So let's start with infusing your leadership with trust and autonomy. It's vital that we give people the space to succeed. Our team can't rise to the challenge if we don't trust them to. I'm talking about micromanaging here and you may or may not relate to this or you may have found that you didn't micromanage so much until your team started remote working and then it was just really hard to navigate all the challenges that this presented as well as perhaps your business was pivoting and so it sort of bred this feeling of fear and uncertainty. In yourself about where your team is at where your business is at and it's really difficult when you're constantly looking over your team's shoulder and they constantly feel that they're not meeting your expectations there's just no upside to micromanaging and as a leader when we're trying to do that we're trying to wear all the hats and we're not meant to wear all the hats. That's why we hired the team that we have. That's why we have the talent that we have because not every area is your zone of genius. And when you' try- when you're micromanaging and you're trying to wear all the hats, you end up not wearing most of them will and your brain becomes full with a lot of stuff that doesn't matter and the stuff that's actually not in your zone of genius. The trust in autonomy is all about great training, delegation, and trust. And that comes from great training and delegation. You know, they can't rise to the challenge if you don't trust them to. So this is really all about communicating your expectations clearly and communicating with your team about how they like to be managed. And this you know, sometimes simple questions can remove a lot of complication and it can be as simple as how would you like me to check in with you on this project, you know, and then that straightaway enables feedback to come back through. Um, there's also systems and processes that you can set up. You can agree on the way you want to be updated as the owner or the leader. And all of these things help to establish trust and autonomy with your team. And as you ask more and more questions, not only does it help you to gain understanding on what your team needs from you, but it also helps you to provide constructive feedback rather than just criticising them and making assumptions. So we suffocate creativity when we micromanage. This is all about allowing your team to breathe by stepping back and creating that creating that space for them to do their thing. And so trust and autonomy flows really beautifully onto my next point, which is appreciation. And it's vital that we infuse appreciation into the way that we are connecting with our team. People want to feel valued. And they want to feel that their work is making a difference. And um, HubSpot recently released some research that showed that 69% of people worked harder if they felt appreciated. And this can be lost. You know, you can think it, but you don't express it. And it can be just some really simple things that you can start doing that help your team feel appreciated, whether it's an informal chat before work over a quick coffee. a walk and talk around the block, you know, one lunch to just hear more about where they're at and to let them know how much you value their work and their commitment to the business and to the projects that they're working on. Um, Just giving them that space and your presence to have meetings where they can, you know, where they're really encouraged to give feedback where they feel that they're contributing to problem-solving, they're contributing to the values and the mission that the business has, and acknowledging the wins and them showing up and everything else that they're going through. And I personally believe that all relationships thrive on, on appreciation, and yet sometimes it's quite often looked in our leadership that we... That a core value of that should be appreciating our team. So let's move on to flexibility. Flexibility equals freedom. And I think, if anything, that the pandemic showed us is that our work environments could be a lot different, perhaps, than what they were, and they could actually be more productive for it. And You know, it showed us that just because something's been done a certain way, it maybe no longer needs to be done that way. And perhaps the pandemic has shown you different ways that your business is actually able to operate more successfully. Working environments or working schedules that perhaps really suit your employees so much better than what you had before or the traditional nine to five. And I really believe that flexibility allows for greater work-life integration. And, you know, this might look like rejigging working hours, um, looking at working from home some days or more days, um, setting up different platforms, um, making sure that that your team is equipped with the right productivity tools. I mean, a, a big thing that's coming out now which i particularly am a big advocate of is that everybody has different internal clocks and their energy is higher and lower at certain times of the day and i personally feel that you just can't change that some people are energized in the mornings and that's when they do their best work and that's when they're the, their most creative and for other people it's in the afternoons or the early evening and i think by having that flexibility in the workplace, to really let people lean into these internal clocks and scheduling meetings and brainstormings and things, you know, certain um, collaborations, you know, where you're getting people together um, and really honoring when their energy is at its highest and also having limits on the amount of meetings and sort of set scheduling things that you have. It can really get the best out of somebody. And again, this flexibility comes from asking questions, comes from leaning in to what your employees want and what they, they feel that they need to really do their best work and really looking at what flexibility will work the best for your workplace culture. You know, what flexibility... Works best for every single team member. And this is really about scrapping that traditional idea, I think, of a nine to five and set hours, and just really taking a step back and looking at your business, your business model, your individual employees, you as the leader, and seeing how all of the pieces work and interact having really open communication, a clear vision and looking at what flexibility really works for you and your team. Okay, so the next point is probably my most recommended one for breathing life back into your leadership and back into your team and that's getting off-site. Getting you and your team out of your everyday environment getting somewhere else. You know that saying, a change is as good as a holiday. And when you take your team and you get off site together, that's when you're really able to take ideas to the next level, eliminate distractions, inspire fresh attitudes, because new environments really allow creativity to flourish. And what it also does is it's showing your team that you value their input. And that you value them, that you want to take them out of their usual environment, away from the, you know, the everyday stresses and distractions, and just literally breathe, a, you know, breathe fresh air into all of you. So whether it's a beautiful co-working space with tech that you don't normally have, or bright light, or a lovely view, or a really beautiful lunch that you can all share together, it's just a really great way of energizing and what it also does is it brings back face-to-face communication because when we're at work quite often we are still interacting with our colleagues through you know messaging apps like slack or shooting across emails or doing internal correspondence that way Um, and It's getting us back to being face-to-face together and that bouncing of ideas. And we feel like we can think more expansively sometimes when we're out of our usual environment and we don't have those normal distractions going on. And it also brings your team closer together. And these bonds and connections off-site strengthen your interactions at work. So, you know, get creative with it. But I really would recommend definitely building into your planning a monthly off-site meeting an off-site team event and off-site lunch um, and start really allowing you and your team to get out of the grind and the distraction and the stresses of where you are and just really allow yourselves to have that reset and let that creativity flow somewhere else. And lastly, one of the most important points that I think we can't overlook is it's about managing your own stress as a leader. Sustainable business productivity and employee employee engagement happens when we find calm over crazy, when we model healthy stress management behaviours and we show our team that self-care is vital. And because energy is contagious. And if we're showing up to work and we're leading our team from a place of frenzy and worry and fatigue and exhaustion, that's very quickly going to um, transfer onto the rest of our team. And it's going to create that energy that runs through the team in all of our interactions. And it's so it's really important to for your team to see that you prioritize exercise and relaxation te- techniques that you're promoting a culture of well-being I mean I personally really dream of a day where the norm is employees taking mini breaks where they're just stepping back from the computer and going for a quick walk and having spaces in the office that are chill zones where they can go and reset after, you know, a hectic phone call or a meeting um, where stretching is the norm and prioritizing hydration and well-being, you know, all these really simple things that get the rap of being a bit woo-woo, which is crazy because it's just fundamentally caring for yourself, caring for your energy so that you can have a full cup and so that you can actually go home with energy left in the tank as well, so that you can enjoy your home life, you know, because that's the other thing. If we're just not practicing um, effective stress management techniques at work, we're becoming really overworked and and overwhelmed, we're taking that home and we find that it's harder and harder to switch off. And remote working has done that too. It's really blurred the lines between work and home and made it really, really tricky for us to. Well, it's almost created this guilt around switching off because we feel like we have to be on all the time. And always on is a really dangerous mindset that we want to avoid at all costs. We really want to be prioritizing and valuing as a leader and and instilling that in our team that it's vital that you are not always on, that it's vital that you not only show up, to be your best at work, but you also then go home and prioritise care and nourishment and rest and that you have a really healthy working and home life. And we can model this by encouraging mini breaks, by encouraging our team to focus on one task at a time and to really focus on presence in the way we interact with our team, in the way we interact on projects, in our expectations. Um, We can create, we can do this by creating comfortable, healthy working spaces. So really being mindful of furniture, lighting, environment, Um, and creating a safe workplace as well and we can provide training on delegation and time management because that's huge for a lot of our team a lot of our teams are struggling because they don't know how to manage their time effectively or they're not skilled enough in delegation and they just need a little bit more support in that area so that they can thrive and I think also, it's really important as the leader, and we talk, as I talked about um, switching off, to have clear boundaries around work communication. Because when it's coming from the top, when you have those clear boundaries, it helps your team have those better boundaries and it helps them to switch off. So if you find that you are sending emails outside of work areas or sending Slack messages at all hours, just because it's in your brain to do it. Perhaps look at scheduling these emails so that you can still get it out of your head, but it's not hitting your team's inbox or their message. It's not, they're not receiving that message until they're back at work. Because a lot of people do struggle to switch off. And when we're not having those healthy boundaries around that communication just because we want to get it off our chest, it can be really adding to the stress of our team and really adding to um, them to feel really overwhelmed and like they have to be constantly on. They have to constantly respond to that notification even if you don't have that expectation. So that's really important. And again, stress management at work, relaxation techniques at work, really showing the value in stepping back, taking a breath and responding rather than reacting. So thank you for joining me today. Short and sweet. I hope that there was something here that perhaps gave you a different perspective and that you can take away from this little lunch and learn some valuable insights that help you to feel a little bit more energized and refocused as a leader and can help to breathe some new energy into your team and get them excited again about all the goodness that's yet to come so as we finish just take a moment breathe in nice and deeply connect to the body Just really commit to giving the rest of the afternoon your presence. To giving things your full time and energy. to leaning into how you feel, how the body feels. and to notice when perhaps you're feeling reactive when you feel like that. Just to take a nice deep
1: breath in.
0: Feel the mind calm, body relax. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for not only tuning into the mindfulness habit today, but listening all the way to the end. And while you're here, don't forget to hit subscribe. If you're on iTunes, leave me a review and please share this with anyone else in your world that you think would love it too. And don't forget, business growth doesn't happen unless you're investing in your personal growth.